Come on. Welcome to Lifeblood. This is George G, and the time is right. Welcome to today's guest and to our monthly book club, our author, Joy Clausen Soto. Welcome, Joy. Hi, it's great to be here. Yeah, super excited to have you on. Joy is a speaker. She is the author of Joy, the story of a dolphin trainer, filmmaker, and cancer survivor. Joy, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and what motivated you to write the book. Well, I am married and I have two wonderful children, six and eight, which I homeschooled this last year. So I'm really excited to get them back into school, hopefully. And uh, I've been doing speaking events and just kind of going out and motivating people and inspiring them with my story. Now, what encouraged me to write the book was that I had, I've been through cancer. And so whenever someone I know in my life has someone in their life, that experiences cancer, they always have them talk to me. And, and so I've been encouraged throughout the years to write a book and by Zig Ziglar, a motivational speaker, um, by other people in my life. And they all think it'd be, they all thought it'd be a great idea for me to get my story out. So I decided to finally write it down and it's been many, many years in the process. And I finally published it this year during the pandemic, which is crazy. And, and I'm really excited. It's really gotten great feedback so far and people are sharing it. They read it and then they share it with someone that, that they love who's going through a rough time. And it's been getting just um, fantastic feedback. And that's what I was looking for. I want to give people hope and it's exactly what it's doing. Well, that's that, 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 that has to be a, a, a uniquely amazing feeling, right? That what we were hoping to accomplish actually seems to be working. Yeah, it is. It's amazing. So Talk, t- tell me a little bit about the timeline. Well, just just well, tell me tell me your story. Well, I had been a dolphin trainer at SeaWorld when I was younger, and uh, it was a dream job for me. But when I was there, I started to find myself thinking about editing because I just loved you know making little movies and going home and editing it on my iMac computer, you know, in those colored ones that they had a long time ago. And uh, it, it became to, it came to a point where it was consuming my thoughts and I wasn't really as excited about my dream job, which I still loved. It was incredible, but I was more passionate about making films. So I applied to film school. I got in and I started this journey of going to become a filmmaker. Now, what happened was after I went to film school for about three months, it was on Thanksgiving. I, I had been sick for a while and coughing and tired. And then all of a sudden I found a lump on my throat. And shortly after I was diagnosed with cancer. So everything in my world changed. And uh, since I'd been going to film school, I contacted them and I let them know that I couldn't do all of the work because I'd be going through chemotherapy and be too exhausting, but I still wanted to learn. I wanted to go to the classes and they said no to me. So I remember that was a moment where I had a decision to make. Do I let them control my future and tell me that this is where my filmmaking career ends or do I continue on? And so I decided to continue on and to make a documentary on myself because that way I could still learn. That's exactly what I did. So that's part of my story. I have a lot more. (laughs) That's a big part of it. Yeah. That there's a lot of really, really incredible things there. The the school actually said that no, you couldn't do that. That's that's shocking to a degree. 
Is that shocking? I know. Cause I thought that they would want me. They, I thought they'd be excited that I still wanted to learn and still go to classes and make that effort. Right. But, right. But no, <laughs> but, but no. So are, are, are you a person? I mean, I, I can't even imagine what the steps were to become a dolphin, dolphin trainer at SeaWorld. Are, are, are you a person who's always thought I, I can do whatever I want or whatever I set my mind to? Mm, I don't think so. I, I've, no, I don't think so. But I have learned through my life that if I just don't give up, that good things happen. Um, so that that's kind of been my path in life is, um, you know, at one point, one of my bosses at SeaWorld said, because I got this behavior that no one could get. And I was a young trainer. It was a, um, you know, a, a blood on an animal where they just let, lay their flukes in your lap. And then a vet comes over and gets a blood should be an easy behavior, but this one dolphin just didn't want to do it. And, and they gave up on, on doing it with this animal. And so I came along, I'm like, Oh, can I just give it a try? And I just kept going and we had this great relationship, the animal and I, and I was able to train it, which was amazing. Cause she was one of the fastest learners there. Uh, she was an incredible animal to work with, but I was able to train that behavior and get the blood and nobody could believe it. The, my boss said he would quit if I ever got it. <laughs> he ended up actually, quitting for a different reason, um, because he got a different job. So, uh, so I think in my life, I've always been someone who hasn't given up and who's just kind of stuck with finding a way to my dreams, whatever way that may be. Yeah. Well, I, I certainly appreciate that. And as, as, as you went through your, 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 your fight with cancer, how did that serve you? I think I think it served me in the fact that it was, I, I had this wonderful base of friends and I, I've had friends throughout my life, but the people who were there with me when we were taking care of the animals, they, they're all just the most caring people I've ever met in my life. And so when I got sick, all of a sudden it was like this alert went out throughout um, SeaWorld and all of these people were making schedules come up and see me. So, and I was three hours away. It wasn't like I was a quick drive to the hospital. I was a long drive for them. So it was a big deal. And, um, and then someone couldn't make it because they were sick. So someone else would fill in and it was just amazing to feel all that love. So I think that that really helped me. And also visualization really helped me with passing the swim test you need to pass in order to get a job there. So I use that when I had cancer, I'd visualize the, the chemotherapy, eating the cancer and, you know, being cancer free. And I kept saying, I'm cancer free. I'm cancer free. I'm cancer free. So I, I just had that, you know, I put that positive mental attitude into the, my fight for cancer. And I actually use that one point because I remember in the very beginning, uh, I had to take a test to, what was it to, in order to qualify for a certain chemotherapy I needed. And it was a breathing test. So I should be really good, right? Because I had to hold my breath for a long time to get the job. And I, I I failed it the first time. And I begged this woman to give me another chance. And she said, I'm not supposed to do this, but okay, you can get, you can have another chance. So I was able to use like my mental strength from visualizing and, and passing that test to pass this test for the chemotherapy. Um, so I definitely used it throughout my battle with cancer. Yeah. Wow. So when, when, when somebody picks up the book, what are, what are you hoping that, that, that they get out of reading it? I hope that they see their story in it because I think there's a lot of people out there that struggle, that try to find their way in life, that try to find their purpose, um, that have obstacles. Like we've all had this past year with COVID-19 come up 
And sometimes it's hard to see that there's something beyond it and that you can, you can figure out something and it can even be better than what you have right now. So I hope that people see themselves in that. Are there certain habits that, 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 that you picked up that, or that, that, that helped you maybe daily routines or something like that? You mentioned having a positive mental attitude and visualization that you really want to encourage other people who are going through a similar experience to incorporate. Yeah, I think visualization is really important. Um, I would actually say positive things to me myself every day. I learned this from um, someone when I was sick and I would say I'm cancer free to myself seven times in a row. I don't know why it has to be seven, but that's <laughs> what this first told me. And so I would say it again and again and again. So I think the visualization really helped. Um, and just saying I'm cancer free was just helpful. So how long was the process of actually writing the book? The book, I wrote that honestly about 10 years ago, but then I had two kids kind of back to back and I just had a lot of things going on in my life. So I've been working on it throughout the years here and there. Um, I started again in 2017. I got someone to um, look at it and give notes throughout the book and a general idea of what I need to do to get it into a better place. Um, and then it just felt a little overwhelming. So I didn't honestly do all of it right away. <laughs> so I would just kind of like, you know, do little bite-sized parts of it here and there. And then the thing that motivated me to really just get it out there was that my um, husband's uncle, like a, a beloved uncle, just the sweetest man ever, he passed away suddenly. Um, and it wasn't a COVID-19. It was something else. I think it was a, a, um, a heart attack or a brain aneurysm, but Anyway, he passed away and it just made me realize again how life how short life is and so I decided to get my book out of my computer and actually publish it. So I set a goal and I put it on LinkedIn and I think that that really helped was to put it out for other people to, you know, hold me accountable. <laughs> so that definitely put the pressure on and then I I really, you know, started going with it and finished the book, edited it, it and um got the cover and everything formatted and got it out there. So I'm really excited. It's been in the San Diego Union Tribune and I have a book signing coming up. So it's been really wonderful. Yeah, I think that that's so cool. And the necessity of putting it into the world that, hey, I'm going to do this and uh, sort of giving yourself that deadline and putting yourself on the hook to make that happen. I, I certainly appreciate that. So awesome. So it's, 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 it was that whole idea of getting it out of your head or out of the computer or out into the world, that is no small feat. So I always want to commend people for doing that. Um, what do you think, looking back on it now, now that it's in the world, what are you proudest of? I'm proudest that I've had people read it and tell me that it's like reading their own story. Um, this is uh, It was someone who I knew from high school, but I don't really speak to them all the time <laughs> or ever, really, since mm -hmm. high school. <clears throat> And she had just gone through a battle with cancer, just growing back her hair. And she read my story in a sitting. I think she like sat there for three hours and just finished it. And she said it was like reading her own story. And then she said it gave her hope that her life could be better after cancer. Because I think, you know, you, you have this diagnosis and you feel almost like you're, well, at least I did. I felt like I was damaged goods for a while. And it, it's, that's not it. It's just a, a speed bump in life. I had one person tell me that. Um, this older gentleman when I was in the middle of cancer without hair, he said, oh, this is just a speed bump. And I looked at him like he was crazy because this doesn't feel like a speed bump. It felt like my Mount Everest. 
But, you know, now I look back at it and that's exactly what it was. It was a speed bump and it opened my eyes to another world and a way for me to give back and to help other people who are going through a rough time too. Yeah, I think that that's amazing. I think that, that whenever we're trying to accomplish something that's really, really hard, just knowing that it is possible and there are people out there who have done it and who are doing it is, it's probably essential. I'm sure it's possible to, to, to beat cancer just on your own. Uh, but it sounds like your story is, is helping to give that example. And like your friend from high school that you hadn't talked to in however many years, um, that she sat down and read it all the way through and, and connected like it was her story. I think that that's such an incredible thing. So I appreciate that. Um, net, net, now that it's in the world, is there anything that, that, that you wish you could add to it or subtract from it? That's a great question. Uh, definitely nothing to subtract because I already cut out a bunch of chapters. But when I decided to publish it, I just uh, there's a bunch of extra chapters that I could have in there that are not in there. So um, if anything, I'd probably just add more information to it. But I, you know, it's it's almost 200 pages, so I, I feel like it's a good length. And like I said, people are reading it. I, this isn't just her reading it in one sitting. It's I, that's probably the most common comment I get is that they can't put it down once they pick it up. So um, I, I think maybe it's good the way it is. <laughs> yeah, no, I appreciate that. I, I've, I've never written a book. I've, I've got, I've, I've, I'm suffering from the affliction that, that you at one point did and probably many are that it's sort of in my head and, and or on a computer. And I imagine that the editing process and just figuring out, well, I can't put all this in because otherwise it would be way too long. And so I imagine that that was a pretty difficult process. So, so what I... What I would recommend for you and for anyone else doing that is to do an outline, which I didn't do, but would have been so much more helpful. And that's what James Patterson recommends. And that's what he does for all of his, I don't even know how many books this guy has, but he makes an outline. That's how he's able to make these incredible books. And so I definitely do the outline. And um, then when you're at the point where you, you know, maybe feel stuck then reach out for help because we all need help. If I, if I hadn't reached out for help with editing, with for grammar, for um, formatting the book and the cover, I wouldn't be here right now. So you definitely need to know when you're, you know, at a point where you need to have some outside help. Yeah, I think that that's great advice right there. I love it. Well, Joy, thank you so much for coming on. Where can people learn more about you? How can they engage with you? And where can they get a copy of the book? Sure. Well, you can find me on LinkedIn or also on my website, which is joyclausensoto.com. That's joy, C-L-A-U-S-E-N, soto, S-O-T-O, dot com. And you can uh, actually contact me there or, like I said, on LinkedIn. I'm on there. If you want to get the book, just go on to Amazon. It's called Joy, the Story of a Dolphin Trainer, Filmmaker, and Cancer Survivor. And it's really just my story of um, surviving cancer and thriving afterwards. So it's my little rocky story of going through cancer. Nice. I love it. Well, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Joy your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas and is potentially going through a struggle that, that, that Joy went through and so many of us um, go through and, and, and will unfortunately go through. Pick up a copy of Joy, the story of a dolphin trainer, filmmaker, and cancer survivor. You can find her on LinkedIn as well as joyclausensoto.com. Thanks again, Joy. Thank you. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight. We are all in this together.